This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. About a third of the way into the new NBA season, the 76ers have established themselves as one of the best. Doc Rivers, a big reason why. We take a look at how the Eastern Conference Coach of the Month has contributed to the Sixers' strong start. As well as his impact on a few particular players and where he and the team go from here. I'm Lauren Rosen. I'm Devon Givens. I'm Brian Seltzer, and with the 76ers and Brooklyn Nets set to square off on Saturday, we take a look at what makes a good coaching fit on this week's Friday Deep Dive. It is Friday once again. That means we are chatting with Lauren Rosen and Devon Givens, my favorite day for content of the week, guys. If I do say, I always look forward to the conversation. Great to be back. Always look forward to this. This is uh, I'm looking forward to this because the team is playing very well. Uh, we always have great conversations, and I cannot wait to get this one started. I, too, am looking forward to this. I, too, look forward to this every week. And you know what I'm looking forward to now is one day, whenever it may be, doing this roundtable in person around an actual table. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sounds nice. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I like you guys. Yeah. I, like you guys I can too. sit down with you guys. Yeah. Wow, what a wholesome way to start. It's true. When, <laughs> hey, when it's, it's true what they say. When you're winning, everybody is winning. <laughs> yes. From your mouth to the pandemic powers that be, let's get this done, <laughs> podcast in person. Let's do it. So we got a big matchup coming up on Saturday night, 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, how it is not the main primetime showcase game I don't know how. I know they made the TV schedule before James Harden got to Brooklyn. Still, this matchup had star power. I really want to explore the notion of what makes a good coaching fit. I think the 76ers and Brooklyn were front at center with the two signature coaching hires, arguably, of the offseason with Doc Rivers in Philly and Steve Nash surprising everyone and going to Brooklyn. But we got to get some reaction. Another week goes by. More great stuff. Joel Embiid. And I need to hear from you guys what you thought particularly of the first quarter that Joe had 
after being fresh, a couple days off his feet against Charlotte on Wednesday night. For me, it was one of the most enjoyable stretches of Joel Embiid basketball I've not only seen this season, but in his career. Your thoughts, Lauren, what do you think? I mean, we say it over and over again. When Joel is on and at his best, he is unstoppable. He's the best player on the floor. He might be the best player in the league, and we certainly saw that against Charlotte in that 30-13 to 13 first quarter. It was just a pleasure to watch, and at this point, not that big of a surprise. He's been churning out performances like that night after night. And like you said, with a little bit of rest, it can go a long way. It was light work for him, very light work for him to post those types of numbers in that first quarter. The, the defense also on the other end to hold Charlotte to such a low shooting uh, percentage uh, in the first quarter against the 76ers, it was great. So like we always talk about, defense leads to offense. And that defense that they played led to the offense and smartly uh, whether it were the players or whether it was the game plan by the coaching staff to get Joel Embiid the ball early and often against that team then hey that that was the right thing to do I really enjoyed how he played and we keep talking about our favorite performances from Joel Embiid and he keeps tacking on even with even in 12 minutes he's now tacking on to those conversations that we have about these games that he's playing in. What you said, Dee, about it being light work, I couldn't agree with you more. He just makes it on the offensive end in particular look so effortless, and everything incredible that he seems to do appears to be happening in slow motion. Like everything is within his control. He is the one who's dictating the flow of the game, and I think that's what we're seeing. I mean, that sequence where he did the length of the floor, coast-to-coast drive, Euro step on Cody Zeller for the dunk, and then cut back down a couple seconds later and just stroke a step in three. <laughs> like, yeah. who can – first of all, if anyone can do that, you're great and you're amazing. But at his size and what he's expected to do and then being able to do things like that, it's just remarkable to me. And I continue to tell myself, be appreciative of what you're seeing, especially at the start of the season with how Joel's playing right now. The other thing that I appreciate, guys, with that, what you're saying, Celts, is the fact that he continues to do this stuff and he's so under control, right? It's at his pace. Nothing is sped up. It's what he wants to do. It seems like the game has slowed down for him, for him to have these types of successes that he is to the point of bringing the ball up the floor, things opened up, he recognized it, boom, took it and did what he did. Comes back down, makes the three. And then there was another play that I highlight. The double team started to come. All he did was stay under control, split it, get step through, lay up right there at the rim. And that's the stuff that we're talking about. Those are the things that we're talking about when we speak of all the attributes that he has as part of his game that he starts to just display. And it looks so, as you said, effortless out there on the floor. I don't think we're even close uh, to where I think we, we can be. So it's nice, you know, that while you're going through this, um, you're winning games because you have to, you know, in our league, you have to get playoff positioning. You have to, you know, keep winning as you're learning and getting better. Uh, the fact we're doing that uh, and literally on the fly, and not just us, everybody, uh, is a good sign for our team. Guys, in some ways, I think some of what we're seeing with Joel Embiid and his success are a reflection of the new set of eyes, the new set of minds surrounding the 76ers this season. And that ties back into the first major change the Sixers made 
hiring Doc Rivers as head coach. And as we look ahead to Saturday's matchup between the 76ers and Brooklyn, essentially a one-two-ish matchup right now in the Eastern Conference, Brooklyn neck and neck with Milwaukee, we're looking at two teams that had signature off-season coaching hires. So I want to get into what makes the right fit for a team in a particular moment in time. We'll start with Doc Rivers. I'd love to hear from each of you, starting with you, Lauren, what you think in your mind, if you could pick one thing that stands out about a positive effect Doc Rivers has had on the 76ers. Well, I think I have to go with the word that's been thrown around by the team quite a bit, and that's accountability. Tyrese Maxey, I asked him to comment on Doc winning Eastern Conference Coach of the Month a couple days ago at practice, and he said that Doc holds everybody accountable, and that's a word we've heard a lot of the players throw around, so it's no doubt a word that they're using when they interact with one another, and I believe that if Doc is really holding them as accountable as the players say that he is, the players say he tells it like it is, he says whatever he thinks and whatever he sees, whether it's good, bad, ugly, amazing. Doc is honest with them. He's up front. And I think that's something that this team has really welcomed, especially considering the newness in that starting lineup, the newness across the roster to have everything laid out in front of you and just have a leader that's being straight up and honest with the experience to back the stuff he's saying. I really think that that honesty, that transparency that doc is bringing to this locker room is making a difference. I totally agree. This is something that we've talked about uh, quite a bit. This is a word that is uh, in our vocabulary as far as the team goes and, and seeing where it goes with the accountability and to hear Lauren, you say that about the players saying that to you and uh, uh, us hearing Doc Rivers say it from time to time as well. It's great to see that. And everyone is buying into what he is preaching. So if you're out there, Selton, you ask the question, what makes a great coach? If you're preaching something and your team believes in what you're preaching and then you see it execute on the floor as well, that goes a long way. And I believe that the team really respects him number one for his not only his playing career but also his coaching career and already winning a title and coming here with the reputation that he has of being that upfront guy of being a respected head coach in this league and a respected man in this league for so many years that goes a long way and now that he is able to touch certain things do different things and hold them accountable as well while praise them when they do the right things i i, I think that's um I think that's a, a big tip of the cap to Doc Rivers for what he's done in this short time with the 76ers. 100% on board with what both of you guys said. And on top of that, something that stood out to me, at least the way he's been articulating things to the media publicly, is that he's keeping things simple. I think he recognizes that he has tremendous talent on this team. I think he knows that he has a deep team mixed together with talent that's young and old. And I don't think he's trying to get the 76ers to be anything that they aren't. And I think in some ways, the roster design this year helps play to that strength. Sixers have more shooters this season. All right, Joel Embiid, we're going to run it through you on offense, and everything should, based on the design of the roster, take care of itself. Defensively, that Embiid guy again. <laughs> we'll plant you down at the anchor. You take care of the back end, and then we'll – fire off someone like uh, Ben Simmons or a Matisse Thibel or a Danny Green up front along the wings. And with their gifts, things get covered on that end. To me, it doesn't seem like he's trying to do too much with the Sixers, reinvent the wheel. 
I think you can look to collectively the way the team has played is one exhibit of that. And two, take the case of someone like Tobias Harris, where are the results dramatically different for Tobias so far this season? I think everyone would agree that he's looking like a totally different player who's taking this game to the next level. But I feel like it goes back to this whole notion that Doc has talked about a lot, Tobias as well, is make a quick decision. Be decisive. Doc streamlining things for the team as a whole, for some individual players. I don't think he's asking anyone to be someone who they're not on the individual level. Um, And I do feel that in many ways that has been a payoff for the 76ers so far. Just coming in, recognizing what he has, and trying to play to those strengths. I I do think also, Devon, what you mentioned, this idea of seeing success on the floor. Uh, The start the Sixers have gotten off to, one of the best in the league. How much do you guys think the team's ability to close out games more than once, more than twice on a handful of occasions in the fourth quarter, how much do you think that facilitates buy-in between a team and a new head coach, D? I think it, I think it, it goes a long way because we've seen some things in the more recent past where players that are currently on the roster that were here uh, in, in the uh, previous seasons where they also have seen it go the other way. So between the coach uh, saying one thing and whatever they're preaching in practice, and then seeing the results out there on the floor, seeing Tobias Harris with the game winner over the Los Angeles Lakers, where maybe that didn't happen before. You know, that's uh, that's something that that's something that we we are not accustomed to seeing. And sometimes it will go the other way. And now that you are starting to feel that, and now you're starting to see it differently with this basketball team, it can really it can really help out both the trust in the players with the coach and the coach with the trust in his players to do the exact same thing if it presents itself in a different game. I agree with everything that you had to say, Devon. I think that the way that the team has learned to close out even while they're new together is so, so, so impressive. I also think that the way that they've come from behind, they've been able to put down, come from behinds from other teams, and they've been able to win decisively. They've shown that they can win in a lot of different ways. And I think that that's super valuable, especially when you move into the later part of the season and the playoffs when they're going to have to learn to win creatively. Statistically, no team better in fourth quarters this season than the 76ers. And the Sixers prevail. Sixers are 16-6. and six. They've won four in a row and they've won nine of their last 11. For the Sixers are over 500 now. On the road so far. I think there's also this notion of Doc Rivers having had success before and having won a title and having worked with some of the top names in the sport over the years, whether it was the big three in Boston, the new age three with the LA Clippers more recently last season, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, that for guys who are still relatively early in their career, like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, it's from the relative standpoint, they're stars, but still young in their career, that it does carry some significance that someone with Doc's cachet comes in and that's the one who you're hearing the message from now. I think that was a question, D, that people had um, coming into this season, but so far we have no reason to believe that that has not been something that's been impactful so far based on what we've seen. Yeah, everything is playing out uh, perfectly. I don't think there's really any one thing that we could point to so far this season. So it's when it comes to your star players, the new coach and the message that's being sent out there and the success that was there with the big three in Boston. Then you move to Los Angeles. Don't forget the fourth guy (laughs) that used to also wear number 17 in Philadelphia 
uh, being a part of that and the success that is there and 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 how things work out. All again, you, you, the reputation that he brings with him, as we knew when it happened in the off season when he became available, and immediately he became the number one target for the organization as he should have been, and it's paying off in the dividends right now. And with Joel Embiid, uh, the Player of the Month, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that. But even with someone like Ben Simmons, who while the the majority or let's just say a good handful of folks sixer fans watch the games and maybe we don't see the 17 points that we're accustomed to seeing from him on a nightly basis with the statistics on obviously the rebounding the assists we're still seeing the steals and and everything it's well okay i'm not worried about this about ben because ben is doing all of these other things that i can check off this is doc rivers of course check off of all of these things that he is doing out there on the floor that are helping us pick up W's. Right now in that win column, they're in that nice number of double digits. <laughs> and they're still in single digits on that right column with the L's. And as long as Ben Simmons hears his coach say publicly that I'm not worried about X, I'm worried about A, B, C, D, E, F, and G that he is doing to help contribute to wins, again, they go, that, that goes a long way. That goes a long way. And I think we're seeing that not only from the, the way that we see it in these the standings, but also their body language out there on the floor. And even when you see the coaches, not only Doc Rivers, Sam Cassell, Dan Burke was watching Joel Embiid talk to Dan Burke and laugh uh, against Charlotte that he's coming off the floor. Something that he did defensively that Embiid was tremendous with. And I, I felt like Dan Burke was talking to Embiid about it. And then it takes me back to Dan Burke a season ago <laughs> with Indiana and, and how he felt some calls would go the other way with Embiid. So, so everything just seems to be clicking with the coaching staff led by Rivers, with the players, the star players in particular also. And it's just a good thing to see right now. feels good to see them at this place as they get ready for a big, big matchup, uh, as you mentioned, with the uh, next team in the Eastern Conference right behind them and, and with the Brooklyn Nets. So it's great to watch. I do think that the early indication of the answer of that question might be yes, just because the team has expressed that they know they have such a long way to go. And that's something I know that we've just talked about. But the fact that they're anticipating growing more, anticipating learning more, they're probably anticipating losing a few games here and there. And how they respond, I cannot agree with you more. How they respond is is going to be so key for how this identity that's still growing for this new team ends up shaping up when it comes to the playoffs. You alluded, D to the monthly award, the Conference Player of the Month award that Joel Embiid won. Doc Rivers, as Lauren said, the Eastern Conference Coach of the Month. That's something the 76ers haven't done, sweeping those two since 1982-83. And I thought it was interesting to hear what Doc had to say, both about himself being nominated and selected for that award, and then also Joel Embiid being chosen as Eastern Conference Player of the Month. It's really nice, uh, Joel winning Player of the Month, but I don't think that's why we started the season or what he wanted. I mean, he wants more that shouldn't be a reason not to keep wanting to improve. You know, as a group, none of us have made it. You know, we're trying to make it and we're trying to get better. And so that's what we need from him and everyone. And the message was essentially, we got more to do. Like, this is nice. This is good. It helps us reach some sort of level of recognition for what people individually have been doing and, and the team's success. But ultimately, 
Doc, I think, has said repeatedly that this team can be better. Where do you think they still have to go? What can Doc do more to get more out of this team? What do you think is the next step in their evolution? The next step is, let's just say, for instance, as we look ahead, not jumping too far ahead, but seeing how they respond and handle a four-game road trip that they have upcoming on the West Coast. Sure, they have Brooklyn, tough matchup. We didn't see Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving in the first one, where unfortunately the Sixers lost in Brooklyn. Uh, But it's like uh, James Harden adding there, so we didn't see him. Now we get to see those guys. That's another barometer. We spoke about it before, the barometer of, Looking back at the Minnesota game, not not dropping that one, uh, beating the Lakers, but not overlooking Minnesota, then going to Indiana, being down without Joel Embiid, and then coming right back and doing what they are, are doing out there on the floor. That is something that I think Doc Rivers has to just continue to preach. Everything that he's doing is working right now. Uh, how is he going to handle those games where they are on that road trip if something doesn't go right how do they respond now to a a a bump in the road if you will for them if it goes that way now i expect them to win a few because they are the best team in the eastern conference at this time so i think that they will go out there and handle themselves uh the right way so um for me celts and and, and lauren it's more of ken doc rivers his message and what he's preaching right now can it still reach them when they go on a road take a little chin check and get right back up off the mat and do it all over again. And this time walk away with the win again. Doc Rivers so far a great fit for the 76ers. His hiring proceeded one month earlier by Steve Nash to the Brooklyn Nets. It's a unique opportunity. You know, it's an incredible roster. You know, it's something that I've put on the back burner, but always been listening taking notes, building it in my mind to get this opportunity to be able to join, you know, that that lifetime of practicing and, and seeking it within the sport and life coupled with this opportunity was it was a perfect match. I was shocked, stunned. And I feel like even when Woj Bobs happen, I'm not entirely caught off guard. I feel like, you know, I, I hate to sound like this type of person that I've been around long enough, but it takes something major, for me at least, to really surprise me. I was blown away that that this is what happened with Brooklyn. I don't know how you guys felt about it. I too. I too was blown away. And hearing Steve Nash talk about other things that he's doing, I didn't expect that one. I really didn't. But I was pleasantly surprised. Always appreciated his game uh, as a point guard in this league, as a Hall of Famer, and the way that he played. And the style that he played, we often speak about the style of play in today's NBA and say he and that Phoenix Suns team were maybe ahead of its time and missing out on an era of basketball because he would be phenomenal like he was to make the Hall of Fame. He would be phenomenal right now. So for him and for him to bring his his expertise in this and, and add it now as a head coach to the floor and, and see what they are doing, now mixing all these pieces together and adding Mike D'Antoni to the coaching staff, helping out with a veteran mind to go with him as he uh, goes along here as a first-time head coach, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. And uh, a team is interesting to watch. It's fascinating, too, because as a first-time head coach, he already knew he was coming in to work with two big stars and two big personalities. And then, of course, Kyrie Irving took some time away. And by the time he came back, Steve Nash was dealing with three big characters, big personalities. 
three all-stars. It is interesting to see how he's been able to hit the ground running and take it in stride because that has got to be a lot for anybody. And I do think his experience as a former player with different teammates, with different types of teammates, is probably paying off quite a bit as he tries to get this new look Brooklyn Nets team, now times two new look Brooklyn Nets team together. One thing, guys, that I thought was very transparent and candid from Steve Nash was acknowledging the situation surrounding his hiring. He said during his introductory press conference, I did skip the line, frankly, talking about how rapidly he went from nothing in the NBA coaching ranks to the head coach of one of the highest profile teams in the entire league. But then after that, Nash went on to say that perhaps it's not quite as unprecedented as we might think, that someone like Steve Kerr made a semi-similar leap, even though he was involved in front office work before that. Um, And Nash also pointed the fact that he was a point guard in the NBA for roughly two decades. Do you think that's a fair way for him to put his situation into context? What did you guys think of how he responded to the question of him perhaps jumping in line, so to speak? I appreciate his honesty up front, understanding that there are other people who are just as much, if not more qualified than, than he but he most likely got the position because his name was Steve Nash and he had a different mindset plus a relationship with the general manager and Sean Marks where those things, relationships, as we know, go a long way. So I I do appreciate the candor and and being honest and understanding. That's always who he has been. So I'm really not surprised that he did say that. But again, just appreciate that he he did mention it. He's got a lot of support. Lloyd Pierce, former Sixers assistant, now head coach, of the Atlanta Hawks, former college teammate, and, and many others have said, look, yeah, he jumped the line, but you know, he's qualified and think it will, will work out and others have done it. Yeah, I hear you as well. I think that that's, that's accurate. I, I do appreciate his honesty for sure. And he did certainly cut the line, especially when it comes to the black coaches that are available that have not been given head coaching yep. jobs at this point and have more qualifications, period, than Steve Nash did. But like you said, the name recognition, the respect among the league. I I totally understand how it happened. It's great to see a good guy like Steve Nash having the success, but you would also hope that some of the more diverse candidates will be put in similar positions as as the years go on. So I guess that's the only other thing that I would add there. I think all valid points. And really the success of this hire will be gauged on what? I think it's certainly something that always has to be viewed hand-in-hand with the star power that Brooklyn was able to bring in since the season started. They added, obviously, another in James Harden. So is this the – you got to get out of the East? You got to win it all? What's success look like for the Brooklyn Nets? How would we define that this year? I think it's hard to say. I think there are more than a few teams in the Eastern Conference that are defining success as winning the East – And there are more than a few teams that could, in fact, win the East. So personally, I'd set the expectations similar to where the Sixers' expectations are. If they they don't make an Eastern Conference Finals, that's probably a bit of a disappointment. But I'd be more concerned if they don't make it over the next couple of years while they do have those stars under contract, which I believe is how I feel about a couple other teams as well. I would look at it uh, very similar. I guess I'm more of, yeah, you have to get it done. You know, it's, 
you come in, you the anticipation from last season with Durant being out due to the injury, they still give him the big contract. Kyrie Irving plays, but then is injured. And then you go make a big power move and you get James Harden. You make a power move and cut the line and bring it in Steve Nash. That says win now. And if they don't, it will be a disappointment for them. Now, obviously for me and you and, and, and Celts, we want to see this one uh, succeed with the new regime here with Doc Rivers and, and company. But uh, yes, if they don't, I think it would be a disappointment. Now, I'm also big on how did it happen? Does it right. go to game seven and you, the better team wins? Then so be it. You shake your hand and you walk off and you prepare for next season. But uh, it, uh, something less than that, if they knocked out a little bit earlier in a different fashion, then I think we'll have a, a new conversation at that time. Can I ask you guys a question? Who of these two teams, the Sixers, who we talk about every day, and the Brooklyn Nets, who has more at stake when it comes to what you think might happen down the line? I got a quick response on that one, Devon. I don't know if you go. have an equally as quick response. <laughs> I'll just say Brooklyn, I think, has way more at stake. I think that yep. they have pushed the chips in immediately. They have totally mortgaged all of the future and then the lifetime beyond that and the lifetime beyond that. Whereas for the Sixers, I think that um, you certainly could still, if you're looking at this reasonably, and I'm trying to re remove um, the company that cuts my paycheck from this. <laughs> Listen, I think that everyone wants to see this team take the next step, but I also feel that there might be two more steps to go in the Sixers evolution maybe three, but probably I think the way most people are looking at it, including some of the people in the Sixers building, two steps. Whereas Brooklyn, you've got bona fide, legit, established stars. There's only one place where you really, I, I think, and this is fair, I think that they have to go one place or it's considered uh, not successful this year. 100%. Uh, Lauren Seltz, they, they have two of those stars that you're talking about. They have one. They come in with that reputation as winners. That's also why you bring them in because they've done it with – Irving, yes, he was with LeBron James, but he hit the big shot in game seven. LeBron James trusted him to do that. And then on the other side, Kevin Durant is the one who helped put Golden State over the top when he was there and took down LeBron James with those big shots twice in the uh, NBA Finals. So I agree with you. It's the Brooklyn Nets. There's still some room, especially with the new coaching staff here with the Sixers as well with Doc Rivers. But Brooklyn, definitely, Lauren, that's the team for me. And I think ultimately, perhaps at least for me, final word is that we've talked about coaching fits and comparing Doc Rivers' situation to Steve Nash. This ultimately with Brooklyn is not really about Steve Nash. In my opinion, this right. is about the three star players that they have where Absolutely. I think, and maybe that's not going to be fair to Steve Nash. Behind the scenes, maybe he's doing more than anyone knows. And if Brooklyn gets out of the East and wins it all, people say, well, that's because they have Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden. But I think that with Doc, um, with the 76ers, he will be viewed hand-in-hand hand with the evolution of this team, along with some of their star players, um, which I think is um, a neat thing to look at uh, as far as how Doc handles this type of situation with the Sixers. I agree. Fair enough. Thanks, guys. I always wonder, when we're so close to one specific team, how the barometers that we use to evaluate the Sixers would compare to the way we'd evaluate another team. It's always fun to sort of just test the waters with, with what mm -hmm. you guys think about what's going on around the league.
we like to be balanced and fair here. That's right. I don't know about <laughs> fair and balanced, but we want to be balanced and fair. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much. We'll do it again next week. Always good to be with you guys. Yeah. A couple programming reminders for you related to the 76ers Podcast Network. Subscribe to The Scoop on its brand new own feed. Just search 76ers Scoop wherever you get your pods. Next week, Lauren and I will have Mailbag Monday on, yes, you guessed it, Monday, a new episode of Tom's Talk with Tom McGinnis coming your way on Thursday. And also in the days ahead, look out for special releases in a new mini-series called Black History Month Inspirations. The first episode will profile none other than Doc Rivers. I'm Brian Seltzer. Thanks for listening. See ya. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.